0: Podcast, episode four, woohoo! I wanted to talk a little bit today about where I'm at with my craft, my spirituality, my magic. Y'all know that I live in Appalachia, so I have a long history with the church, um, particularly the Free Will Baptist Church, which is sort of like the Pentecostal Church in some ways, uh, but the Pentecostal Church is more known for speaking in tongues, things like that. But my church, I went to a little tiny, tiny white church. You know, some, some services, there would only be five of us there. We went three days a week. And my church still was pretty spiritual. All we had was a piano. We didn't really have any. Sometimes people would bring guitars. You know, my dad not bring his guitar sometimes. But we mostly just sang from the hymnal. Um, and the messages were, you know, sometimes very joyful and very peaceful you know because you have to get your con- congregation back to that place of healing and those services would always be you know pretty high energy we would do foot washings i don't know if you guys are familiar with foot washing but we would literally bring out big um big tin i don't know what you would call those but it kind of looks like a water ban or something i don't know that you would use for farming but a small one and they would fill it up with water and, and all of the elderly women would come up first, and the younger people, um, would wash their feet, and then eventually, you know, the younger people would have their feet washed also, but I remember those services were always immensely spiritual, there would be a lot of people, you know, in tears, a lot of people with their hands raised, there would be people shouting, sometimes people would run the pews, you know, you'd have to just watch out and move your kids, you know, somebody started running the pew, you know, um, but it was often pretty high energy. And then we would also have sermons, though, that talked a lot about hell and, you know, a place of torment for people who did wrong. And as I've gotten older, I've been able to put aside a lot of the hurt that I've experienced from the church because I've healed from a lot of it, and so now it's been easier to kind of go back and kind of see things with fresh eyes whereas in, in previous years you know I've spoken from a, my personal pain. And I think when you when you do that when you talk about something, when you're still in the emotion of it, it's harder to analyze the full situation. And so for a little while, um obviously I figured out that there was just a lot of hypocr- hypocrisies and, and the energy, even though I felt the spirit a lot of times, Um, Something just didn't seem right. And so I've kind of always been on a quest for, you know, what is the freaking truth? And I think at the end of the day that that is my obsession more than anything. And the reason that it's my obsession is because I can incorporate everything into that. You know, I can figure out my truth by being an artist, by reading, by listening to a song, by hanging out with people. That's why more so lately, I've gravitated away from just calling myself a witch, because I am a witch. I love witchcraft. There's something about witchcraft that is embedded in my soul. I think witchcraft is beautiful in its practicality. I think it's amazing. And that's why, I don't know, like, there are big talks about commercializing witchcraft. Um, And I think that the world is going to do what it's going to do, but... I think that there's a certain type of magic that is just so pure in its honor for the simple elements, for the animals, for landscapes, for seasons. Just a beautiful reverence to the earth that I love about paganism. And that's something that really always drew me to the occult was because I I knew that the people there were really in love with their surroundings. And that's something that I didn't see so often in the church. You know, for the most part, this world was something to condemn. It was something to shed. I found literature in high school, too, which opened up a world of exploration. You know, well, I've always loved to read. Books have been a love of mine, music especially. I I'm, listen to more music than I read, but I read a lot. And I write a lot. So writing, I guess, I guess writing probably would come second, honestly. Um, Because I really do spend more time listening to or creating music. Um, But yeah, especially in high school, I just really developed my love of writing. And there was something so rewarding about compiling my thoughts into an organized manner that made sense to somebody else. That helped them to understand, you know, kind of what was going on in my mind. Because there is a lot going on in my mind. And I learned that very early on in life. Is that there's a lot going on in my mind. And not everybody's minds operate like mine does. And that doesn't make me better or worse. And I've had to learn that lesson also. You know, because you can imagine how infuriating it is to live in a very closed-minded community, and whether those people are closed-minded by choice or whether they're closed-minded just because they've really gained comfort in their traditions, you know, either way, it was isolating for me as a kid, because I didn't feel like I had anybody to, of course I had people to talk to, but I didn't feel like I had anybody to, I guess that really saw me, that really understood me, and I got a lot of, you know, that reward of being seen, of being acknowledged from school, and so I've always Really loved academia. You know, college, that was a no-brainer for me. Of course I was going to go to college. Um, my parents didn't pay for my college, but they did. They ended up buying me a really nice car that I, that is actually my current car. Um, it's a nice little Honda Civic. Yes, I'm a Honda Civic girl. And yes, one day, I think I'm just going to keep the Civic and pimp it out. I'm gonna get like some cheetah seat covers and maybe get some pink LED lights to put on the inside. I need to get a Bluetooth speaker, man. I've got a um or a radio or something. I've got a. I got yeah. I gotta put my ride out. Um, but they they helped me out in that way, and I was really grateful for that. And I went to college. I started out with my degree. I started out as a biology major because I wanted. To, I was thinking about going into med school. Um, thinking about going into healthcare. But I'm just so creative, and it was like I just felt like I was selling out just so much of my peculiarness, you know, because I am very analy- analytical, and I pre- I really love that about myself, but I don't, I don't think I want to, like, just spend my life reading, you know, there's, there's that flip side to me, you know, I feel like I've got a pretty good balance uh, between being a consumer and then being a producer, um, so I don't spend too, too much time absorbing everything around me. I really enjoy the process of of giving back, you know, of putting my own little piece into the world. Through Throughout high school, I had taken some history courses, you know, science classes in general was helpful. All of my studies in school, there were bits and pieces that kind of pushed me to um, being really intrigued with religion, you know, just studying religion and as I was growing up, there was a lot of talk about, um, just a lot of Islamophobia, because we were still in that time. I remember before, you know, uh, the LGBTQ, you know, activism became a big thing, because I remember that, that was just 2015, I think, when that let that, um, gosh, I can't talk, I'm sorry guys, <laughs> when gay marriage was legalized, that was just like, what, this is 2025 years ago? That kind of blows my mind, because when I look at society now, and I see how much homosexuality has been normalized in culture, it's like, we couldn't have done this years ago. Like, we did so much healing, and, well, I guess it really took, it took decades on, well, it's taken hundreds of years, but it seems like, I don't know, there was just a big breakthrough. Anyways, I'm going back to kind of the culture of me growing up. I grew up in a conservative household, and so there was a lot of talk about, terrorism. We watched Fox News all the time you know my dad was a religious audience member of Fox News. And I remember learning about Islam. When I began learning about Muslims, um, I began to listen to the stories of people who lived in that region because I was really curious like what is life even like for them And when I saw the conditions that some of those people were living in, It blew my mind and broke my heart, and from then on, I could not look really at the world the same, because I began to see that the world is a big place, and that's something that I really hadn't wrapped my mind around, you know, growing up in a small town, and I still haven't done a lot of traveling. I've been pretty much all over the East Coast, just driving, because I live on the East Coast, but I've never been on a plane, I've never flown anywhere, I've never been any further west than Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so, yeah. I think that's another really big thing to consider about me specifically is humanitarianism. You know, that's a big factor of who I am as a practitioner. Because that's something that I cannot help to think about consistently. I can't help to think about, you know, what are my fellow brothers and sisters experiencing across the world? I want to know because... All of it matters. All of it can be applied to my knowledge and can help me make further sense of the world. So that was a difficulty growing up. I've I've learned that not everybody is as interested in exposing themselves to different cultures, to different mentalities. There's a lot of fear around, and, and it's a hidden kind of fear. A lot of times that fear presents itself through anger, hostility, violence. But at the end of the day, it all boils down to fear. Unless you're a sociopath, and then it just boils down to fucking having a fucked up brain. I don't know how to explain that one. I think the best thing in that situation is just to trust, you know, people who study the brain and people who can give us the best tips at preventing, you know, such cases and people who have the best expertise to know exactly how to intervene and manage safety within society. I support I support order within within culture. I support order within civilization. Uh, you need that. That's a component of goodness. that's a component of peace I've learned is organization. The law is a good thing. People need something people need a routine, a structure. they need a standard, you know? But in looking, I think you have to look at the state of the world also. If you really want to be a good be good at anything really. It's so important to have the most well rounded approach that you can. And so that same process applies to me in my journey exploring the occult, exploring magic, learning things in general, learning how the universe works. Because that's what being an occultist means to me. If you're not if you're not adamant about learning as much as you can, within means. I know people are busy, but you cannot tell me that you don't have a few minutes every day to read some kind of article, a science article, watch some informational videos on YouTube, take a few minutes to internally breathe. You can do that at work, you know. You can meditate in your mind. That's the cool thing about the brain. There's so much that we can do even when we're in unsatisfactory environments. But regarding my magic. I started thinking more about really everything altogether. How does everything affect everything? That's a big component of paganism, is that everything is woven together. Everything is webbed. Everything is connected. And so the way that I look at magic, it is everything that you do is an exchange of energy. If I need to go to the grocery store, I'm exchanging fuel I'm exchanging time. I'm exchanging my movement, you know. I'm exchanging energy when I interact with people at the store. Everything is an exchange. Even when you're just sitting and thinking, you're burning calories just by thinking. And I think the more that we... In my mind, I can't understand how a person could feel like... They've got magic under their wing because I don't feel like I have magic under my wing. And that's something that's been difficult to admit to myself is as much as I've learned about the occult and all of the wonderful things that go into occultism and spirituality, I still feel like I'm learning so much. I still feel like there's so much room. Um, And I think it's important to... Embrace that kind of mentality where you're constantly just open to Evolutions, you know evolutions within your mind That doesn't mean that you're exiling old memories or old Old beliefs what you're doing is those things are always going to be in your mind Those things are always going to be part of your story What's really happening is that you're just getting a better idea of things And you're just expanding on it, you know like There's nothing wrong with changing your mind And that's something that I've done a lot in my craft. And so it's been hard, I think, to be comfortable talking about magic and talking about, you know, witchcraft or spirituality because mine is so, it just fluctuates, you know. My experiences just kind of tend to be scattered. But if you look at it from the bigger picture, you can still see consistencies. And so I've been having to kind of trust that process of, you know, going through... Going through the aches and pains of, and the beauties. It's not just aches and pains, it's beauties also. Of just continuing, you know, just continuing to go forward and being a part of that cycle. So, in thinking more about the state of the world, because that's been heavy on my mind, I've been thinking more about my magic, you know, what kind of magic are you doing? How does magic even work? You know, what's happening when you cast a spell? Because I would argue that I've had benefits from spell work. I have had prophetic dreams. I've had dreams of symbols, you know, throughout my life that have taken me into weird fields of research. You know, I'll have a dream of something and it'll just intrigue my mind. Maybe like an image or a certain scenery and then I'll go on a hunt. You know, like, what does this mean? What does that mean? I feel like I've been doing that my whole life and I really, really enjoy that process. And I think that that is the best quality to have. Um, That's kind of what I was touching on earlier, but that's the best quality to have is maybe just treat life like a treasure quest. We watch movies all the time of good and evil, you know, these battles between good and evil. We know that the darkness is there and that we have to fight it. And yet so many people, we idolize these movies and we idolize the heroes and the people with superpowers and the people who constantly, you know, rise above and, and fight for what's right. And I feel like I just kind of live in maybe a sense of of daydream, but it's good because it prompts me to replicate that within my life. I want to be my own superhero. I want to be my own superstar. I wake up every day and I have my little things that I like, but I don't feel attached to my stuff anymore anymore. I had to redevelop my relationship to my attachments, so there's I think there's a lot of benefits. Um, if you're gonna practice magic, to study a lot of different traditions and be careful not to culturally appropriate, just look for things that you can learn from, um, and really just create your own way of doing things because that right there can help you prevent a lot of appropriation in general. You can have appreciation and you can. You can carry on traditions, but at the end of the day, like let this be about you. In a world where we have to share fucking everything, like why not just have something for yourself? It's okay for your spirituality to be very complex, for you to not be able to explain everything. Don't feel like you have to explain everything, because I can promise you, there's a lot going on in my mind that I don't even really understand about myself yet. I've not even gotten to some of those layers of life yet. Am I supposed to sit around and beat myself up every day, you know, for not being at that point yet? Or do I trust the process and realize, hey, you, you, for whatever reason, are bound to the natural laws of this universe, which suggests that humans are to be paced in a particular manner. You know, like there's a methodology to us aging and having new experiences and encountering time. Something I keep coming back to, though, with magic is the need for balance. And I know that that's getting maybe more into Eastern philosophies, and so I've been having to go back and do more research on Eastern teachings. Um, I really enjoy Gnostic teachings. I think you got to be careful, because sometimes you can find radicals in any group. Um, but sometimes, even within paganism and, and stuff like that, you can encounter those people who... Always take it in a really weird extremist angle, and it's just not the right approach to it. Um, And that's a weird question in general like, what is the right approach to doing things? I've just been discovering in my heart that in a world that is this big, how can I trust that I have it all figured out? You know, how can I trust that my specific perspective, when there are literally millions and millions of others that are different you know there's similarities and patterns between us but at the end of the day we all have extremely unique experiences we never have each other figured out we don't even really have ourselves figured out how can we realistically why do we engage with people as if we have everybody just figured out you know, we make a judgment, and we might be accurate in some of our judgments, but there's still so much more to learn about people. And I think it's dumb to say that, you know, there's no point in wanting to get a deeper, wanting to get to a deeper level with each other as a species. I think at this point, like that's pretty critical that we have to figure out how to engage with one another in healthier ways because. I'm a logical person, I'm a realistic person, and when you look at the state of the planet right now, it just doesn't seem like a bright future. The only thing that seems bright is if the world's youth, and this is where my hope is, the world's young people, because I can see what's happening to young people, we don't want any part of a lot of what we've been born into. I think there's a lot of talk about capitalism, and that, I think it's important to talk about this because it does have a lot of relations to magic, because if you think about it, how are people even being introduced to magic? Um, Some people might see a book in a shop. Some people might be inspired by movies. Some people, um, I don't know what the experience is, but it's important to pay attention to what those sources of inspiration for you are because if your inspiration is coming from commercialized things if you're if all your information is coming from books that you read there's nothing wrong with appreciating the art of other people um if you're gonna buy witchy stuff though i would suggest why not buy from people who are actually practicing you know why not buy from real artists I think that we have to make that cautious decision as a society. Like, yes, let's have... It would be so wonderful to have, you know, a network of spiritual artists that have... You know, I, I've I've made oils. I have a friend, Bossy, she makes oils. She, she does different crafts. Um, you know, I have friends that paint. I have friends that sew. So many different fun things. And a lot of the books that I've read warn against... Um. Warn against charging for services. They warn against putting a price on, like, potions and, and things like that. But I've been diving deeper into why that's even told in the first place. And it's because I believe humanity was forewarned about this stage of life, about this phase of humanity, where people are obsessed with endless gain. And I think. People that are the most vulnerable to being caught in that addiction of consumerism. Because if it's not balance and you just spend your life consuming, that's the problem. We've got to find balance, and I think magic has to reflect that. It doesn't have to, but good magic is going to reflect balance. Good magic is going to realize hey, everything I do is an exchange. If I'm taking something, something has to give. And a wise practitioner is going to observe the situation. They're going to be able to consider their emotions, but also apply the logic to not be so consumed in passion. And this is a Essene teaching that I really enjoy living, but I didn't understand it at first because I was like, "Well, if you lose passion, how do you how do you get anything?" Because passion to me was a very positive word, but then I realized the true definition of passion like the true meaning of that and passion you can be passionate in a harmful way you can be passionate in your anger in your hostility in your jealousy passion really just talks about that sense of being consumed by whatever it is that you're feeling or experiencing in the moment if you're passionate about a cause but to be passionate in a prolonged for a prolonged duration We have to acknowledge that it does, if you're consumed in one particular thing all the time, you're not giving yourself room to collect the information or have the experiences that you need to keep to continue the journey. And that's the thing. Humanity is meant to evolve. And we cannot live in a way that's going to plaque up (laughs) this planet with stagnation. And there are certain behaviors that if they don't reflect balance, they will throw off the equilibrium. And that is just the natural law of the universe. And so it's important, it is so important, to be wise in thinking about what are my true exchanges in whatever kind of magic I'm I'm focused on. Not even just magic, but what are my exchanges in general? When I wake up, what's my exchange to this planet do i wake up and look at my walls and hate my house and hate the hate the mess or do i tell myself you know this is less than ideal but i know that there's a beautiful world out there and i'm going to do everything i can to find it and i'm going to go find people to help me that's something else about magic that i've i've realized magic For centuries, has been a source of protection and comfort and sustenance for people who tended to live in suffering. You know, in 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 severe suffering, a lot of times invoked by maybe. And if you're listening to this, you're probably a similar person. Maybe having um, a mind that just operates in a much different way than other people, and so you kind of just experience yourself as being an outlier, or maybe. You are in a really, really unfortunate situation. You're experiencing oppression. You're experiencing you're experiencing um, the consequences of hatred, of ignorance, of apathy. You're experiencing the weight of that. You're the one. You are the one carrying the the affliction. That was me as a, a kid, you know. Until you got to a certain age. Until I got. To be an adult and I could speak for myself and I could make my own decisions I was bound to shutting my mouth and doing what I was told and there was a type of fury that s- grew in my heart and so I understand passion because that's what fuels my art the difference in me I still feel that passion but the difference in me is I channel it into healthy things I channel it into what I know is going to inspire healing from it because I don't want to hold on to it whatever the situations that's that is causing me pain, I really want to move on from it and never fucking see it again. I never want to look it in the eye again. Some people are doing magic as a form of, sometimes, you know, self-mutilation. You're not seeing the bigger picture. You're not paying attention to things. And I think a big source for that is you're depending... On your own perspective too heavily and not li- listen I am just like everybody else and that I have my own problems I have my own pains I have my own suffering and I know for a fact that I have been heavily influenced by my surroundings that I've been heavily impacted by the world I'm not invincible much of my psychology is the brain is so malleable. It is constantly absorbing information from its surroundings. You are being affected in this very moment by my voice. Your mind is being transformed by my words. You are interacting with the air that you're breathing right now. This is a very interactive experience. Human, humanity has forgotten. They're not paying attention to really just the sheer magic that comes from existing at all. They don't see the magic. They don't see the beauty. They don't see the power that comes from having this computerized mind, this crazy, ridiculous mind that has this amazing ability to sing and articulate and contemplate um, and, and all these wonderful, beautiful things. And so I've been having to go back and correct myself for the times that I've looked at spirituality as... And I don't, I really don't think that anybody I really don't think that anybody just tries to be cute. I think that some people might take on spirituality and they might have a really shallow relationship with it. And so in that sense, it really looks like they're being dismissive. And and a lot of times people are, and it's okay to call them out for that because people need to be corrected, you know? But I think it's so important to also remember that everybody starts somewhere. And we just have to be mindful about entrances into the spiritual community. If people's only entrance to the spiritual community is through a fucking like crystal in Urban Outfitters, we have a problem because people are getting bits and pieces of knowledge, but they're not being given direction to accurate sources. So now, I think more than ever, it's important for me to be transparent in my experience because... I know how heavy it's been for me at times going down this avenue of exploration within my mind and my craft and my relationship to the earth and figuring out my purpose and figuring out who I am and what I want to do with my time here. I've been very fortunate to have amazing mentors around me. And in having my YouTube and having, you know, my online presence and being open, people have come to me and they've they've asked, you know, how do you find these people? And it breaks my heart because I don't know what to tell them because these people have grown up with me, you know? I think the real thing about it is that these people are everywhere. It's just a matter of finding each other because everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people have been silenced, whether it be... And actually being persecuted by others for their beliefs. Or if people are bound by such a paralyzing fear of sounding stupid or not knowing what we're talking about. Or whatever our fear is, you know, being outcasted, being told we're going to go to hell, being fussed out, being reprimanded, you know. Why do we fear that? Why do we fear... Why do we fear taking a stand for what we believe in? Those people do it. The very people that are crucifying you, they're fucking walking around every day. They don't give a fuck. Why can't you do the same? Why can't I do the same? And then, when we get into that, it's even more important, when you do start obtaining knowledge, because this has happened to me, I'm raising my hand, you know, where... You start to figure out all these things, and you're like, damn, how how could people just not understand this? How could people just not get it? And how even more painfully, how could people know this? And this is even worse, how could people know this and still choose to act contrarily, still choose to betray the beauty of consciousness they betray humanity by acting in ways that lead us into death that take us to a dead end it doesn't provide a secure future for our children it doesn't provide a safe pleasant world in which we can really apply the powers of the mind in the ways that we're naturally gifted to you know we could learn a lot from animals i think and how animals live—they just wake up and they do their thing, and and there's not really any pressure, and there's no there's no contemplation maybe over their death. But now we have this ability to consider all of these things, and so I, I take a lot of joy out of basing my my craft and my faith around this idea that humans are the tenders to the garden, and I know that that's very biblical, but I find a lot of beauty still in the Bible. And that doesn't make me a prude. That doesn't make me... Obviously, it still makes me fun. I mean, look at me. Listen to me when I talk. Hear about the things that I do. Come check out the people that I hang out with. I got some freaky friends, (laughs) y'all. I got some freaky fucking friends. My life is not boring by any means. Yeah, I've had to discipline myself to eat healthier. I struggle sometimes still smoking. I smoke a lot of weed, but that's one thing that really is just medicine for me. But I've had to be careful not to smoke too much weed. Um, I still have, you know, my latte if I go out to the store. I still have coffee at home. Here and there, you know, I still have a cigarette. I'm not proud of it. I don't even really want to say it, so please don't think that I'm just, like, saying that to seem cool. I, I really don't think it's cool. I know that it's so bad. Um, I do, though, wish that we could create maybe a new form of, like, tobacco that kind of still gives you the same effects without... Because the nicotine buzz, man, and, and just smoking in general, there's something about... Um, you can tell I'm an addict. Now I'm rabbit holing on, on my addiction. Um, but there's just something beautiful about the culture around smoking or having a cocktail. And maybe I romanticize it in my mind and that's not good because I know the very ugly realities of it. We all have to choose our path. And in magic, I think before you do anything, you must look at the web that you are existing in. You must be open to the unknown. You have to be brave. You have to be willing to evolve your fear into strength. And so with that, I think that some people approach magic in a a way that they look, because we have a very nearsighted sight, you know, our individual perception, all we can see is what's directly in front of us. Meanwhile, everybody else around the world has their sets of eyes, and they're getting to see the world from a completely different angle. And that offers clarity that I, as an individual, don't have access to. And so that's why there's a reputation of witches and magicians to be psychics, to tap into what is referred to as that universal consciousness, that knowledge. But Something about that knowledge is it's not just the rewards, it's not just the good benefits. That world also consists of people's hatred, people's fear, every the worst crime, you know, and so when you're walking into the occult, like, you got to know that you're also walking into that. And if you're not prepared, that's where, that's where the warnings come from. So I feel like before I was so, not against, but maybe, like, weary to talk about the warnings because I, myself, didn't want to feel like there was any harm in magic because I, I knew that people had fear-mongered others into going into witchcraft, and I'd seen the way that witchcraft had been demonized, and magic, and interest in the occult, or interest in anything aside from fucking like Judeo Christianity. Um, but it's it's unwise, you know, not to be honest. And that, yeah, there are there can be some some dangers in obtaining all of that knowledge if your mind's not at a healthy place to really be able to take it on. If you're somebody that's just so overwhelmed by other people's emotions, then It might be better just for you to stick to forms of magic that are very specific. It might not be healthy for you to go into deep research with ceremonial magic. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because if you take care of your mind, that's not to say that there's never a chance for you to to do those things. Take your time. Enjoy your experience. And realize that going back to that map, going back to that web, don't put so much responsibility on yourself to solely have the power to... Enchant everything and everybody around you. I think that's been one of my big things as a practitioner that I've had to realize is that you don't have as much power as you think you do by yourself. We have more power in ways that we think we do, but not in not in a um, not in a dominating sense. The last thing that we should want to do, the only thing that we should be dominating is ourselves. And if you can dominate yourself, then you'll be all right you'll be all right because you learn you learn not to give in to the temptations of being selfish sometimes when you know that there are greater benefits to taking your time, being a little bit more patient and having a more a plan that's been thought through more extensively if that makes sense. So your magic should replicate that in that it's not it's probably not smart to go out, you know. It's not even that it's not smart. It's just like it doesn't have any real sustenance. There's no real sustenance because you're pretty much just like shooting, you know, you're pretty much just (laughs) tossing your energy into the drain because what's going to happen is that's going to go and it might have a slight impact, but you're not seeing the many other things that are affecting that situation that also they kind of like shoot darts of energy that interject your intention and and you're no matter how passionately, no matter how skilled, you are or that you think you are i guess that's why people become monks because that kind of purifies your alignment your energetic composition perhaps and usually in our day-to-day life we're not always walking around in that constant state of connection and peace like we're still if for example if like you're walking through your house and maybe your partner or something or cat or your animal jumps around the corner you're still going to get spooked and be scared because that's your biological instinct you know and you can't help that and so it's so important to know your limitations but you're not you're not learning about your limitations in a disappointing manner you're learning about your limitations because then then you're going to be able to figure out okay well what is what is my realistic means of accomplishment in this and when you look at when you view life that way. I promise you're going to find new outlets that you didn't know were there in the first place and they might not be ideal. They might be very small. Little tiny lights of opportunity and inspiration. But when you find those pockets and you just you go through that and you put in the work to just stick to that, you're going to know in your mind that it's the right thing to do because you're rationalizing you're rationalizing your best path forward. And maybe you're getting other people to help you do it. Maybe you're getting a therapist to help take care of your mind. Maybe you have, you know, a shaman or some kind of guru that you go talk to. Maybe you have a a preacher or pastor. Maybe you have an aunt or uncle or your parents or just your best friend. Somebody that can help you, can help give you advice, can help support you, because we need that also. Humans are very altruistic beings, and so it's important to have a craft that incorporates, incorporates that component of community. So if you spend all of your time healing magic, obviously is very self-centered, you know, because that's dealing with your personal afflictions. But if you're doing work that has anything to do with your external life, impacting others, making change in the world, if it's self improvement, have at it. Do all the fucking self-care that you want to do. If it's pertaining to you specifically, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Any kind of magic, you know. But have some respect for when you're dealing with the very complex lives of others. You don't have to be. But I don't think it that I don't think that it's impressive for people to tout around magic or knowledge or anything for that matter. I don't care what you're doing. If you don't have respect for Your neighbors, then. I don't know. It's hard to like really trust what you say because I know that in you not you not considering others in your life process that there's a world of information that you don't have access to, and because you don't have access to that world of information, I can't trust. Maybe a lot of what you have to say, and that's not to say that I don't love you, but I'm probably. Not going to come for you, come to you for advice, so that's something that you'll miss out on. With people, people might not come to you for advice. Um, you might not get people that really enjoy being in the comfort of your arms, you know, that's a luxury that sometimes people don't think of. You know, what it means to be able to hold somebody and to love them, and, and the joys and rewards of gifting somebody genuine affection or you know. Maybe you don't have the discipline to manage your finances. And if you're constantly just spending money on yourself, you never get to experience the rewards of having some money to help out the people around you. You know, having money is not always about having big cars. And I would love an SUV. I would love a new car. But there's nothing wrong with having money. It's all about balance. It comes back to balance. And so I think it would be really cool, maybe, to start seeing more overlap in... I don't know how we could do it. I think the the best thing to do is just you yourself. Take what knowledge you know. And like I said, look at the web as much as you can. Don't be afraid to kind of step out of your body because you're still going to be in your body. You're still in this vessel. There's no harm. There's no danger in learning things and exposing yourself to things as long as you're making sure to remind yourself, hey, some things to consider. Like, it's you're not ever going to know everything. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. There will still always be people in the world that don't like you. Sometimes there's going to be people that hate you. Um, but you're not in this alone. There are people, you know, when you go out to the store, it's not so easy for somebody just to come up and, you know, beat you up when there's 50 people around that hopefully would intervene in an ideal world. In an ideal world, we would exist in a way that we know and we can kind of just take it easy in the comfort that there are people around to freaking help us. There's blessing in community. Why do we continue pushing ourselves into these pits of isolation? And it's reflecting in magic because magic has become something... Spirituality has become something that is comp- is really removed, I feel like, from its true beauty. And it's not that people aren't experiencing real genuine epiphanies or coming to awareness. I believe that we are, but I, th- I believe that we also have to just do even better, try even harder, because this is not a... We are not, we do not have peace in the world. We are still in a time of war within humanity. This is not a time of peace. And I think in a time of war, everything, including our magic, needs to reflect the utmost powers. Because this is a time of where everything is polarizing. You know, a shift is occurring and and things have been chaotic for now so or er, things have been chaotic for the past little bit so in chaos you have energy that's everywhere with transcension, with ascension you you it, it's there's no more complacency you have to pick a direction <laughs> you know you have to it's not even really about picking a side it's just about coming to cuz the side the true side the true choice i think the true step forward is a more evolved explanation than what any individual is offering right now cuz everybody's given points and perspectives but it's really hard to really find anybody in society that we might be able to trust and say like hey they seem to have a really good idea as far as number 1 how everybody has ideas as far as what an ideal world would be but where are the people that are really offering solutions as to how to clean this mess up that's what i'm looking for and so even within my own magic, since I'm looking for that in other people, I've been buckling down and asking myself, you know, what is your relation? Are you reflecting those things in your craft, in your energetic exchange? And every moment counts. Everything that you do, every breath that you take, you know, that's mindful That right there is just basic mindfulness, and anybody can attribute that quality. And so I hope that people will be open-minded as I continue exploring myself and my spirituality, but I do gravitate more towards Christ consciousness because it is in that philosophy and that's not just it it obviously is not the common depiction of Judeo-Christianity um, obviously it's the occult, it's mystic but it's more than that too, it's not just Jesus, it's Buddha, it's anybody that has that loving spirit of I'm not trying to get you to be like me I'm trying to live a life in which I can do my thing and and make my choices and have my freedom and have my peace and give you a little space to do the same. And that's not to say that we're not going to affect each other because we know that based on scientific law that we're going to have some kind of impact on each other. Everything that we do in some way, whether direct or indirect, is going to come back to affect us, come back to bite us, you know. So it's keeping those things in mind, we can still protect diversity, we can still protect culture. We can have all of the things that we really love about being human, which we're starting to see really is a lot of, of what we have been running away from for the past past little bit in pursuit of building momentary empires. I want to build an imp I, I want to build an empire that's not just going to crumble when I die. You know, it might be nice that I have my own little world, but when I die, like, oh well, that was that. You know, nobody else remembers you. Why don't we? Why do? Why do people not want to be a part of something that's going to live beyond them? So I think that's that sources me to humanitarianism, and I try to incorporate that into my spirit. Well, obviously, make that my spiritual foundation, and incorporate that into my relationship with magic and my craft. Um. Because it's just so important. Like you want to live on. It's. It's our. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get myself too passionate. Because I feel like I'm doing really good to articulate myself right now. And sometimes I struggle. Putting my thoughts into words. But I feel like this is a pretty good depiction. Of where I'm at right now. with, With my craft. And why I'm so heavily. Going into it. Just a deep state of gratitude and comradeship, you know, for for my neighbors, for my friends. And being a good person doesn't make you weak. I don't know why people think that maybe like being somebody that's really really just obsessed with the light. Because the light, I've learned, I recently came across this couple, and I'll talk about it at some point. um, But they're the Roricks, Nicholas and Helena Rorick. They were Russian mystics. Um, Nicholas actually won a Nobel Peace Prize for creating the Banner of Peace, and pretty much the idea was that, you know, art monuments would be protected in times of war. So even if, even if we were at war, we would do whatever we, we could to protect the culture of an area. And culture, the, the Rorics talked about culture, and they broke it down as the cult of er, culture, cult of Ur. and er is the Hebrew word for light or fire, and they believe that culture, which consists of knowledge, science, beauty, art, music, they believe that in focusing on culture, and all, you know, there's a lot of diversity within culture, but in focusing on culture and appreciating culture, that we would be able to find commonalities across the world, and through that, we would attain world peace. You know, if everybody was just focused on creating their own arts or technologies or ideas, um, and we really could, you know, have a mature appreciation for the creations of others, and we could just live, base our lives on that, on that exchange, then we could attain world peace, and I find a lot of beauty in that because I think that there's truth, And, and they believe that culture, all of those things, beauty, science, art, love, were, are the highest expressions of light, and so in that sense, there is no shame to say that you know, I worship the lie. I worship, I worship what serves humanity, because that's what gives us life. Why are we, why are we hating on life? Why are we getting mad at people for bringing messages of love and unity? Why do we have such a fucking problem with being a part of a group? So, I think that it would be really beneficial for all of us cuz that seems to be what the world is telling us is go within your mind, really ask yourself these questions. Are you living your life in a way that you really honestly wake up and you look at the sun of like, oh my god, what is this majestic ball of magic that constantly like heats our planet and offers us, you know, this beautiful gift of color? Without the sun, there's no color. Without light, there's no color. <sighs> So yeah, I've just been trying to figure out how to explain these things to people, and I do it like this. I do it by just sharing my story and letting you guys momentarily sit in my mind and sit in my space, so I would like to thank you for coming to my little show here, the Spooky Wood Podcast, and for sitting a spell with me, and for letting me commune with you and have a part in your spiritual journey. So yeah, sit on this one. If it touched your heart in any way, reach out and let me know. Follow me on Instagram at Ladybex. You can email me, ladybex at gmail.com. Or my other email, RiaSage at gmail.com. R-H-I-A-S-A-G-E at gmail.com. I still have that one too, even though I changed my name. But I love you guys. Talk to you next episode.
1: This is is, you don't have to go and try.
0: This is your place, and you are my life. My life.